Ready, go, go, go podcast. I'm Scott Ott, episode four. So I'm out taking a walk. Now, when I started walking around March 23rd, I was averaging almost, it was more than 18 and a half minutes per mile. It was a pretty leisurely stroll and it was all I could do at the time. However, since that time, because I've been walking every day, with one exception, I missed one day in that uh, intervening weeks, um, I'm now averaging a little over 14 minutes per mile, so I've significantly speeded up in my mile time. And this morning, while I'm out taking a walk on one of my usual routes past some properties that I'm interested in, and so I'm always looking at them under different conditions, and uh, it rained the other day, and I wanted to see what the flooding looked like on the, in the yards of these properties, and I, I'm walking along uh, West Park Street or East Park Street. I can't remember which one it was. And a pickup truck stops next to me. Now, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever tried to flag me down. And the guy rolls his window down. So I pause for a moment, ever conscious that this is destroying my split times on my uh, you know, rate per mile. And the guy driving the truck, who looked to be probably in his late 30s, early 40s, asked me if I needed a ride or if I was out exercising. <laughs> and I, I, that was my immediate reaction was, I, I actually started to laugh and I just said, it's the latter. And I gave him the thumbs up that says, no, I'm not having a stroke. No, I'm not trying to get to the ER. No, I'm not headed for the mental health facility. You see, because uh, what I want to talk about today is really the difference between self-perception and the perception of others and how that affects destiny or direction. And in this case, my self-perception was, I'm fit, I'm fast, I'm getting younger with every step, I'm determined, I'm persistent, I will win. I've got new sneakers. So all of this <laughs> is the way I perceive myself. Now, if you look at the picture that accompanies this episode, you'll see that I also have a, a gray beard. And so the guy pulling up in the pickup truck no doubt looked at me and thought, he's old, He's feeble. He needs help. He may not be mentally well. I'm a nice guy. I'll try to help him. And so, and I don't fault the guy who saw me because, you know, at that point I'm about, oh, I think I was about 12, 14 minutes into the walk. So I had worked up a good sweat. Um, I don't brush my hair or my beard before I go out. And so, you know, I looked uh, less than sheveled. And uh, so... So he stops and says, hey, do you need a ride? <laughs> oh, I just think this is one of the coolest things that's ever happened. And and what it highlighted for me uh, upon further reflection, because I still had another 20 minutes or so uh, to walk. I think I walked for about 40 minutes today, actually. And um, I thought uh, after the fact, I thought, you know what? The way I see myself and the way this random stranger saw me is completely different. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the guy lapped the block and came back around to check on me because I saw what appeared to be the same truck again <laughs> shortly after I took the picture that accompanies uh, this episode <laughs> of the uh, of the podcast. So I thought, oh, well, how nice of him. He's coming back around to check on me because he figured, well, if the guy isn't well physically or mentally, he may be in denial and not even know he's not well. So he was going to come back and make sure that I wasn't sprawled on the sidewalk or, you know, rolling down the culvert uh, into the drainage system of the street. Um, anyway, so, so we have two 
perceptions, my self-perception of somebody who is progressively moving toward better health and fitness and a lower weight and, uh, and kind of restoring some of my youthful physical vigor and the perception of others who look at me and see, wow, there's a kind of a ragged looking old man. Uh, he looks like he needs help. Now, the key question here isn't which perception is correct, because I think both of them are a little bit right and a little bit wrong. Um, I'd like to think that the random stranger was more than a little bit wrong, but who can fault him? He's only going on the evidence of his own eyes. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm a little bit right. Yes, I am uh, getting fitter. I'm losing weight. I am moving in the direction of my dreams. I have been persistent at least since March 23rd for walking almost every single day. And I am determined to win. I want to get down to a goal weight, uh, a reduction of about 35 pounds from my uh, March peak of 245 down to around 210 on my birthday, which is at the end of June. All of that is true. However, yeah, I'm not really fit. I'm not really getting younger with every step. In fact, I'm getting older and closer to death. <laughs> and uh, and mentally, I am uh, determined and persistent, And I, but I may or may not win. I think I will, and I'll keep after it. And that's my uh, commitment. However, uh, so, so some of what I think about myself is correct and some is incorrect. Uh, the guy looking at me, it was partially correct. I look old. I look in pretty bad shape after walking for, you know, 12 to 14 minutes and sweating and disheveled. And so, uh, you know, he was partially right. But where he was wrong was he couldn't see, he didn't know what I was actually doing. Um, and he took two guesses, only one of which was correct and made the, the what I consider to be the the worst guess first, which is that I needed help, that I needed a ride somewhere. I was, you know, actually I was headed to the dollar store to buy cigarettes or something. <laughs> so um, in any case, the, the question here is not who's right and who's wrong. The question is, which evaluation of my situation will determine my direction and my destiny? Which evaluation of my situation will determine my direction and my destiny? And that is still up in the air because I think a lot of us, including myself, go through much of our lives judging ourselves based on the evaluation of others. If someone rejects us or treats us poorly, we consider that it's something wrong with us. I must be ugly. I must be stupid. I must not communicate well. Why did I say that? I shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, and, and we, we're constantly stewing and basting ourselves in the negative aspects of our personality. We're constantly apologetic about the ways we're doing things wrong or how they could have been better, but we didn't really measure up. And some of us are doing that because we literally can't get out of this cycle of negative self-talk. And some of us are doing it because we're actually fishing for compliments. I, I've done this myself, you know, where you kind of downplay your own contribution to something because you're fishing for somebody to say, oh, no, you were crucial to the accomplishment of that. Oh my goodness. No, what would we do without you, Scott? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. And I've seen other people do the same thing. So we could say our direction is determined by what other people think of us. And if that's true, I got to tell you, I'm not moving in the right direction because my perception of what other people think of me is not great all the time. I mean, sometimes it's positive. Every once in a while you get an attaboy, a pat on the back, or somebody says something that genuinely 
considers your accomplishments and applauds them, and that lifts you up. But a lot of times people seem kind of negative, even though I will openly acknowledge, and I see this every day because I am in a retail sales role, and in that role, you spend all day long basically telling, having people tell you to go away. Now, they typically don't say go away. They just make it seem like they don't need any help. And then five minutes later, you see one of your colleagues helping them and you think, well, you know, there's two, two ways you think. Number one, you could think, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? Why did they want that lady to help them, but they didn't want me to help them? Or you could look at it and say, I wonder what that lady does that makes her more attractive than me, that makes her more interesting, more likely to engender trust and credibility with the customer. How can I learn from that person who, you know, in another way of considering it, has stolen my customer, but not really. It was never my customer. I hadn't earned that customer's trust. So what can I do to become more like that person who has been successful at luring my customer where I have failed to do so? So I spend all day listening to people basically saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to buy from you. I'm not going to buy anything today. We're just looking, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So you could let your whole direction be steered by that. And you say, you know what? People just don't like me. I'm not very good at what I do. People don't want to work for, with me. I am probably not going to be successful. I should work, look for another job, but I'd be lucky to get another job because, frankly, I'm not that good at this one, and how could I possibly get another job? People are going to see right through me. If I go to an interview, people are going to understand that I am not talented, I am not gifted, I am not effective at communicating. Uh, people will not want to hire me just like people don't want to buy from me. And you could get into a really vicious vortex of negative thoughts and emotions. Um, Or you could take the other perspective and say, you know what? I know that my self-evaluation when I'm thinking all the best things about myself may not be entirely correct. I'm not fit yet. I am not (laughs) getting younger with every step. Um, I'm not at my ideal weight. But I am seeing myself that way because I want to move in that direction. That's where I'm headed. I'm not an old man who looks like he just rolled out of underneath a park bench and needs a ride to the mental health clinic. I am actually a guy who's decided relatively later in life that he's going to get a grip. And he's going to start changing some of the things that have restrained him from being more successful in each area of life. And so that's what I'm going to do. And the great thing about this is not that there's some magic secret sauce that some people have and some people don't. It's that you get to choose one of those. You can choose to evaluate yourself by other people's standards and you can you can choose to chart your direction and your destiny based on your perception of what other people think of you or you could decide that I'm going to cling to those things that I think about myself as far as the direction I'm moving my health my fitness my weight my financial Uh, education, my ability to move forward in business or in investments, I'm going to chart that path. And this takes a measure of faith. Now, you know, there's two kinds of faith. Uh, One is that ultimate faith, which is, you know, my trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior and the faith that it takes to believe that he has washed me clean from my sins and has given me new life and has a, a beautiful future plan for me 
uh, if not in this life, but in the life to come. And all of that is one type of faith that is frankly the most important and the deepest kind of faith. But there's also another sense in which that faith empowers you to have faith in better things. That to have faith, not that people are going to be good and always treat you well, but that people are doing the best they can and that you and they are just sinners stumbling your way through this broken world, but that if you help more people get what they want, then you'll tend to get what you want. So in any case, all of this to say that this little incident on the streets around Little Elm, Texas, where a guy stops his pickup truck to offer me health because he saw a geezer in distress, really is a positive thing for me because I've chosen to see it as, you know what? That guy got a passing glimpse. He got a Polaroid snapshot I see the full movie, I see the journey, I see the decision, I see the moment of crisis and the moment of opportunity, and I see the direction and the trajectory of where I'm going, and that's where I'm determined to go, and I will finish the walk, and I will do it again tomorrow. For Ready, Go, Go, Go podcast, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks for listening.